Hello everyone, welcome back to the TOEFL and IELTS vocabulary, episode number 3. In today's lesson, we are going to learn 5 new words, which include philanthropic, blatant, defray, negligible, and impute. Let's look at our very first word, philanthropic. P-H-I-L-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-I-C Philanthropic P-H-I-L-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-I-C Philanthropic means helping poor people, seeking to promote the welfare of others. So if you do something that helps other people or you do something out of generosity to promote the welfare of others, you can say you are doing something philanthropic. Let's look at the example sentence here. He's well known for his philanthropic work. Here, philanthropic work is work related to helping poor people or work relating to seeking to promote the welfare of others. So this type of work, you can describe it as philanthropic work. The second example here, the organization received $2 million in philanthropic funds. We know fund is money. So philanthropic fund is the kind of money that is used to promote the welfare of others or to use to help poor people. To learn the word philanthropic, I would recommend you to deconstruct this word. Philanthropic is consists of phil, P-H-I-L, and anthropic, A-N-T-H-R-O-P-I-C. And in English roots, the phil, P-H-I-L, actually means love. And anthropic is from anthropy. And anthropy is mankind or humanity. So you put these two words together is love humanity and love mankind. So we know philanthropic is to help poor people or to promote the welfare of others. And that is totally the kind of behavior of loving humanity or loving mankind. So if you know feel is love and anthropy is humanity, then you put this word together, philanthropic is just going to make sense. And to learn philanthropic, I would also recommend you to learn two related words. One is philanthropy, P-H-I-L-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-Y. So you cross out the I-C at the end of philanthropic and put Y. And philanthropy is the activity of helping the poor by the generous donation. We can see the example here. Many people in Taiwan value the role of private philanthropy in supporting our museums. Here, private philanthropy is the kind of generous donation by rich people who want to help poor people. So that kind of activity, we call it private philanthropy. The second related word I recommend you to memorize is philanthropist and it spells P-H-I-L-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-I-S-T And the meaning of philanthropist is a person who helps the poor by the generous donation. The example sentence here is Bill and Melinda Gates have been named the most generous philanthropists in the US. So the most generous philanthropists are people who are willing to help the poor by making generous donation. And we all know Bill and Melinda Gates, they pretty much donate most of their money to help help the poor, so they are generous philanthropists. The second word for today is blatant. B-L-A-T-A-N-T, blatant. B-L-A-T-A-N-T. Blatant means very obvious and intentional when this is a bad thing. So if something bad and something 
that is very obvious. You can describe these things as being blatant. For example, a blatant lie. We all know a lie is something bad and you shouldn't do. And a blatant lie is a lie that is very obvious and intentional. And that is definitely something you should not do. Or second example here, the whole episode was a blatant attempt to impress the boss. We all know attempt is to try to do something. An attempt to impress the boss is try to impress the boss. A blatant attempt to impress the boss is a very obvious but bad kind of attempt to impress the boss. In an office, when you do this, probably your co-worker are not going to like you. Some people even feel disgusted by this type of blatant attempt to impress the boss. However, sometimes it is also a very effective way for you to get promoted. So whether are you going to use a blatant attempt to impress your boss is really up to you. The third word for today is defray. D-E-F-R-A-Y Defray D-E-F-R-A-Y To defray is to pay the cost of something. Let's look at the examples here. The company will defray all your expenses including car rental. Defray all your expenses is to pay the cost of all your expenses. The second example here. New parents will get $3,000 baby support grant to defray the cost of raising a child amid the coronavirus pandemic. We can see defray the cost of raising a child is to pay the cost of raising a child. So if you want to pay the cost of doing something, you can just say defray the cost of doing something. When you learn the word defray, I will recommend you to pay attention to the difference of pay and defray. Pay and defray are synonyms, but they are not interchangeable. The way you use pay is you pay something. For example, you pay the bill or you pay for something. But the way you use defray is you defray the cost of something. So when you use defray, you have to put the cost there. So you either defray the cost of something or you defray the expense of something. When you use pay, you just pay something or pay for something. So these two words, although they are synonym, they are not interchangeable. So you should put this in your mind. And when you use these two words, be careful. The fourth word for today is negligible. N-E-G-L-I-G-I-B-L-E Negligible N-E-G-L-I-G-I-B-L-E Negligible means so small or unimportant as to be not worth considering. So basically, if you want to describe something that is small and unimportant that you shouldn't pay attention to, then you can use negligible. Let's look at the example sentences here. The difference between the two products is negligible, which means the difference is very small between the two products, or the difference between the two products is unimportant. So basically, it's saying that there's almost no difference between the two products. So if you want to describe there's no difference between two things, you can just say the difference is negligible. The second example here, he said that the risks were negligible, which means the risks were very small or unimportant and you shouldn't pay attention to or you shouldn't consider the risk. If you want to say there's almost no risk of doing something, you can say the risk of doing something is negligible. There are two synonyms I will recommend you to learn when you memorize negligible. The first one is trivial, T-R-I-V-I-A-L, trivial, T-R-I-V-I-A-L. Trivial means of little value or importance, which 
is basically unimportant. The example sentence here is, "I don't know why he gets so upset about something so trivial." So something so trivial means something that is not important or something that is having very little value. So he gets so upset. Upset is unhappy. He gets so unhappy about something so unimportant. It's very weird. So that's why this person says, "I don't know why he gets so upset about something so trivial." I don't know why he is so unhappy about something that is not important. The second synonym here is trifling. T R I F L I N G, trifling. T R I F L I N G, trifling is something that is unimportant or trivial. So you can just learn or memorize negligible, trivial, and trifling all together because they all mean something that is not important. The example sentence here is: It was such a trifling sum of money to argue about. A trifling sum of money means. A sum of money that is very small, the sum of money that is very unimportant. So, for this very small or very unimportant sum of money, you definitely shouldn't spend your time arguing about it. The last word for today is impute. I M P U T E. Impute. I M P U T E. Impute means to say that someone is responsible for something that has happened, especially something bad. So, if you want to say someone is responsible for something bad, you can impute the bad thing to this person. For example, you can see here they impute the heir to the lawyer who was handling her case. They think the lawyer is responsible for the heir, so they can say they impute the heir to the lawyer. When you learn impute, I will recommend you to learn two other related words. They all have similar meanings. But the connotations are a little bit different. For impute, you say someone is responsible for something bad. There's another word, credit, is you say that someone is responsible for something good. So we usually credit good, but impute evil. So credit is used in a positive way. For example, the success is credit to his hard work. So here, the hard work is responsible for the success. So credit to means you think something is responsible for another thing, and that is used in a positive way. Another word, ascribe, a s c r i b e, has similar meaning too, but it is used in a neutral way. For example, here, to what do you ascribe the enormous success of your latest book? Meaning, what do you think is responsible for the success of your latest book? When you use impute and credit and ascribe, the collocations are all two. So you impute something bad to someone, you credit something good to someone. Or you ascribe something maybe good or bad or neutral to someone, or are saying that something is responsible for something else, or someone is responsible for something. So impute, credit, and ascribe. Recommend you to learn them together.